educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome to Monday. We, we uh, are starting off the week with another beautiful day in the greatest city in America. And we're delighted that you chose to take us along. Yeah, 509, Monday, October 16th. We're halfway through this month already. My goodness. Uh, educate, inform, entertain, building up instead of tearing down. Truth over tribalism, principles over partisanship. Uh, Every stinking day, Monday through Friday, that's what we do. And um, and don't forget, you can always catch us on your favorite uh, podcast platform anytime you like. If you miss us on the live version or go to klin.com on demand uh, or streaming. And, uh, yeah, you can always catch us there. Um, Twitter. Formerly known, <laughs> X, formerly known as Twitter, and uh, the Facebook page. Uh, yeah, find us on there and follow along. We'd love to keep the conversation going. I posted uh, this afternoon a little bit of. Uh, well, you can always. I've, I've been trying to give you a little tease of, of what's coming up on the show each day, so you can plan accordingly. And and uh, and I also posted. Uh, well, I'll get to that in a minute. We're uh, we're going to have. Um, uh, uh, back on the show, our favorite uh, uh, political consultant, Mr. Ryan Horn, next uh, uh, tomorrow on tomorrow's show. But uh, so, yeah, the the House of Representatives in Washington D.C. has still not chosen a new leader, and so they're supposed to vote tomorrow. So we'll see if uh, that happens, and if uh, if we do, uh, we'll get a report from. Uh, Mr. Ryan Horn. Well, whether they do or not, Mr. Ryan Horn, our resident political consultant, is going to be with us tomorrow on tomorrow's show. And it's our monthly chat with Mr. Tom Beckius, chair of your Lincoln City Council. So uh, tune in for that. Uh, before we go any further and get to our guests, say hello to Mr. Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire. Johnny? Dan, I tell you what, as long of a day as it was today after traveling all weekend, there's no place I'd rather be right now than here producing the Dan Parsons show. Well, likewise, my friend. We're glad you're here. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. Well, um, yeah, so tune in tomorrow. Tom Becky is chair of the Lincoln City Council and uh, GOP political, political consultant, Mr. Ryan Horn, on the latest from the clown show in Washington, D.C., also known as... Uh, the selection of uh, a new speaker. We'll see if they get that done tomorrow. So, well, it is my pleasure to welcome onto the show uh, our mayor, Lyrian, Mayor Lyrian, Gaylord Baird. Mayor, welcome to the show. We're off a little bit. Uh, you couldn't make last week, so we switched around the schedule. So, welcome to the Monday edition. Hey, thanks so much, Dan. It's great to be with you. Absolutely. Yeah, well, you had a big week, a busy week, and so we adjusted the schedule a little bit, but I know we wanted to catch up with you, and it, this worked out really nice because, uh, of course, you had the State of the State, uh, excuse me, the State of the City address last week. and, and um, <laughs> That's above my pay grade. You're giving me some promotion <laughs> Uh Yeah, one office at a time. Let's just slow down right. and do City first. Uh, well, and I know it was well-received and a lot of uh, news reports about it, but I wanted to dig into that a little bit. But uh, in the meantime, what are your fall activities? What do you enjoy doing? I know, I know you're always active, but as the weather uh, changes, uh, I, I talked to someone the other day, 
Uh, more and more people, of course, are into the pickleball craze. I've not tried that yet. So what are what's the fall activities around <laughs> your home? You know, I have not picked up a pickleball racket ever, but my husband has enjoyed playing that. Okay. And, um, uh, you know, I'm about this time of year, I start reaching for my running tights because it's getting a little chilly, a little chilly. in the morning. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the fall colors have been beautiful, and it is nice to have a little crisp, fresh air. It can be kind of hot running in the summer. So, yeah. um, you know, I just basically changed the running wardrobe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I try to get out on our trails, either on my bike or walking uh, every day. And yeah, we do. That's one of the reasons this is the greatest city in America, because of our great trail system that's uh, been maintained over the years. So, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Ch- changing of the seasons. Yeah. On my little walk along Salt Creek uh, Trail, uh, I'm seeing the changing of the colors. It's, uh, yeah, delightful time of year. My favorite time of the year. Well, <laughs> Uh, well, yes, you did uh, give the uh, State of the City address last week, and I was interested in uh, the category of safest and healthiest capital city in America, and you walked us through uh, several initiatives that are important to you and your administration, and so I just wanted to maybe tap on that a little bit here uh, this afternoon. Uh, and I know we've talked about this before on the show, uh, Mayor, but the uh, the co-responder program that will grow LPD's partnership with mental health professionals. Uh, talk about that a little bit, because I just think that's uh, such an important uh, aspect of, of helping folks with uh, mental health needs in our community. Absolutely. Well, I mean, It was wonderful to have the State of the City address last week and to lay out a vision for how Lincoln can become known as the quality of life capital of the country. Our quality of life in Lincoln is so wonderful. And a lot of that, of course, has its foundation on being a very safe community. And so we've got our our sights set on making Lincoln the safest and healthiest capital city in America. And that co-responder program is is one way we're looking at doing that. Um, As we uh, look at how we respond most effectively to mental health calls for service that come into our 911 dispatch. We've been looking at how to make our partnerships with mental health professionals even more robust, even more comprehensive. We've had a longstanding relationship with the Mental Health Association of Nebraska and Kia House, and we do a lot to try to make sure that folks who really don't need law enforcement action but instead need support in behavioral health or substance use recovery, mm-hmm. um, that that we are getting them connected with services. And so what I talked about in the State of the City was a co-responder program that we've been working to build. We just got a $550,000 Department of Justice grant to support the launch of that. And we'll be partnering with CenterPoint to send a mental health professional with a police officer co-responding to certain incidents that can help provide a more targeted and effective response for someone experiencing a mental health crisis. Yeah, I just think that's such a wise move because, yeah, it not only uh, provides more direct service uh, uh, than than a police call uh, to those folks, uh, but it also frees up our police force to to deal with things that they should be dealing with and not not those. So, yeah, I uh, I just think that's a, a very healthy uh, uh, solution uh, to our mental health crisis, so not a crisis, but our mental health uh, situation in the city. So, well, in, in keeping, Mayor, on that, uh, along the same lines of, of uh, mental health and uh, substance abuse, uh, the youth, substance youth, excuse me, the youth 
Substance Use Prevention Project, uh, again, a, a collaboration led by uh, the Lincoln Lancaster County Health Department, uh, supporting our youth's mental health and with the risk, with the goal of reducing the risk of youth substance use um, in the community. Talk about that a little bit, because again, yeah. we all know that um, uh, you know we're not we're not uh, immune to our youth uh, uh, in the challenges that they have. Yeah, this is a really important program because you know we're trying to get out in front of addiction and substance abuse, we want to try to reach our youth and educate and make sure that they understand the risks and that we reduce those risks. And so our Lincoln-Lancaster County Health Department is is leading a coalition, uh, CenterPoint's one of the 20-some providers and, and partners in this coalition, and it's just getting off the ground, and we're using opioid settlement funds, mm. which we will receive for the next 10 to 12 years, I believe, and we will be supporting this kind of proactive approach using an evidence-based integrated program to try to, you know, stop kids from even getting started mm-hmm. with drugs. And and we think that's a really important way, it, you know, really proactive way uh, to address that issue. And, you know, we look at other communities across the country where where they haven't gotten in front of it, and you see a whole host of other problems that, that come in its wake. So we're, we're trying to get in front of that here in Lincoln. Absolutely. Well, Mayor, if you can hang on for this short break, we'll come back and continue our conversation. Uh, after you these, You bet. After these uh, short break on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And welcome back to the Monday edition. We're so delighted you chose to tune us in, whatever you're doing, on this lovely October afternoon in the greatest city in America. And uh, we're honored to be joined by the mayor of the greatest city in America, uh, Mayor Lirian. Lirian, thanks for sticking around. Hey, you know, I forgot, uh, and we're talking about the mayor's... uh, uh, state of the city address that she delivered last week and some of the major talking points from that speech. And mayor, I, uh, I, I fumbled the opening because I so wanted to mention, uh, how you wove into your speech, uh, last week, uh, the most incredible musical experience that anyone has ever seen in our lifetimes. And that's Taylor Swift. <laughs> That was so great that you uh, you wove that into your speech. Oh, it was a lot of fun. We had fun just taking a tour through the eras of Lincoln. We called it the Eras Tour, Lincoln's version. And it was funny because we were preparing that theme for quite some time, you know, and I was worried at some point that it might be a little stale. But then the Travis Kelsey thing exploded <laughs> with, with Taylor. I'm like, oh, no, this is fresh. Uh, Got to <laughs> do it. A lot of different yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's uh, yeah. that, that's very aware of your surroundings, Mayor. <laughs> I must tell you, and and uh, and your constituents. So, uh, yeah, we've even dove into that here on on the Dan Parsons show uh, yeah. a couple times. Well, it was also funny. I was listening to Jack Mitchell one morning, and he was talking about all of the housing growth in Lincoln, and just wonder what it was like, you know, compared to 30 years ago. And I, I was just sort of bit my tongue. I was like, oh, my goodness, we're going to show you. We're going to go back in time. Um, I already knew at that point that we'd be highlighting what Lincoln was like back in 1989. And it was really amazing to just show the growth and development of our community over the, that time period from 1989 to now. You know, just the, the trails from 27 miles of trails to 172 miles of trails. Yes. 
you know, just the housing has, we've grown by a hundred thousand residents. We've, it's pretty remarkable. That's just, that is remarkable. My goodness. Yeah. I've lived in the city all but about five years of my life. And yeah, uh, the changes in just that time frame are pretty dramatic. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Well, speaking of housing and keeping on this theme of um, chronic homelessness in Lincoln, uh, another initiative that you talked about was the permanent supportive housing facility that will be constructed. Uh, talk about that, Mayor, if you would. Yeah. This is part of my administration's commitment to do our part to functionally end chronic homelessness in Lincoln. And so we have set aside $4.2 million in federal funds, and I announced that at my previous day of the city. And what I announced this year was that we've selected the site. We're going to locate the permanent supportive housing on the southwest corner of 8th and J Streets, just across from the county and city building. Mm-hmm. And what this facility will offer is about 24 permanent supportive apartment units combined with wraparound services so that we can help get people who are unsheltered and on our streets off the streets and provide services and a safe, stable housing so that we can try to help them get back on their feet. And And this is really something that um, helps, I think, address high-need individuals, and we're working to do an RFP for who will operate that facility in the coming year as well. So looking forward to getting that building facility constructed and able to provide a unique housing service to some of our most vulnerable community members. Is is there a model, uh, Mayor, of, of that uh, type of program being used in other cities uh, across the country? I'm curious. Yeah, our team has been, they've, they've been doing a lot of research at, at other cities and how they have constructed permanent supportive housing. And I guess in terms of a model, though, I would acknowledge that it follows the housing first model, which believes that the most important thing is to get stable housing for folks who yes. are struggling so that you've got a roof over their heads and, a, and a, a warm place to sleep and that it's consistent because only then, only when you have that stability of housing, can you really start to have effective work on uh, providing services that address substance use issues or mental health supports. And so um, we want to get this fundamental human need of shelter addressed first and then wrap around and complement it with other important services that offer support. Well, I just think that's so wise. Again, as we continue to grow uh, as a city, we, uh, we're going to have those challenges of, uh, mm-hmm. of people's, uh, you know, who are, who are less fortunate and find themselves w- no matter whether it's mental health or drug addictions or, or other reasons. Uh, and so I just think that's wise. Yeah. It's a wise investment uh, to, mm-hmm. to, it's not only the human thing to do, obviously to help that population, but it's also an investment in, um, in, in those services so that mm-hmm. uh, we can lift those folks up and they can be uh, more productive and, and healthy mm-hmm. and, and all those things. Yeah, I compliment you for that. Well, uh, let's finish up and talk about uh, more of the age group that I'm falling into uh, these days, uh, the AARP age-friendly community designation uh, that will enhance uh, the health and well-being for our older residents uh, in, in Lincoln. Yeah, we are going to seek to become an official AARP age-friendly community, and you you earn that designation, you join a network, and you tap into resources and strategies that help really improve livability for seniors. But what's fantastic about doing that work is that at the same time that you're improving livability for seniors, whether it's by creating safer street crossings, more housing opportunities, you're actually also improving life for 
everyone in the community of whatever age. And so this is, this is a win-win for our community. Um, and, and when you look at the data, we are, for the first time in our history, reaching a point where our senior population or folks who are over 75 years old are now starting to outnumber the number of children who are less fewer than five years old. So we really have to be prepared to think about that demographic shift and and making sure that we are providing the right kind of care and resources for for this growing um, portion of our community. Yeah. Well, again, I think that's just wise stewardship of our resources to continue to think about uh, uh, all of the people that call Lincoln home. So thank you for that. Well, uh, Mayor, thanks for uh, jumping on on a Monday, uh, a little off our schedule from having you on on Tuesdays. But, you know, you're always welcome. You know, the fun day that a lot of our guests uh, uh, are, are finding that they that I that request uh, are Fridays, because Friday is the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin. So if you ever got a free Friday, Mayor, uh, you know, Tempting. yeah, you know, Kevin uh, mixes cocktails and we talk about food and and music and so you know anytime you want to join well, that us. reminds me of your your pints and podcast days that that's like right <laughs> that's right you were one of my first guests years ago you were uh, on the city council you were one of my first guests on my podcast pints and politics and we uh, we slapped down a couple uh, craft nebraska craft beers <laughs> Yeah, it was a, a zip line. Uh, I can't remember the flavor. It was awesome. But thank you, Dan. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. You're welcome, Mayor. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. All right. Take care. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, uh, yeah, it's always nice to have the mayor on and, and visit with her. And we uh, we appreciate that very much. Take time out of her busy schedule. I know I was talking with her uh, uh, sketch- <clears throat> schedulers to get this rescheduled. Uh, this week, and uh, they made the comment that she's booked up almost solid uh, every day uh, for the rest of the year. And so, anyway, a very important and busy position in our city, and we're so thankful that she takes time to visit with us once a month and uh, find out what's going on in the greatest city in America. Um, And so we appreciate that very much. Well, coming up... After the news break, uh, we're talking about shifting uh, schedules around, and so thankful that uh, uh, our friends at Flatwater Free Press could uh, could join us. So we'll be joined by editor Matthew Hansen here after the news break, and re- reporter Stephanie Manji, uh, who is the editor of Silicon Prairie News. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll bring those folks on after the break. So enjoy the news. We'll be back after this on 1499.3 KLIN. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Monday edition. We're so delighted you chose to dial us in. 
however you're listening to us. Uh, and if you miss any of the live version, you can always find us on your favorite podcast platform any darn time you like on demand. Uh, or you can dial us up on KLIN.com on demand as well. Um, so, yep, we appreciate that very much. Uh, and coming up on tomorrow's show, it's our monthly visit with Tom Beckius, chair of the Lincoln City Council, and return engagement because, my goodness, uh, last time we had him on, um, uh, we had some very uh, positive feedback from you, uh, the listening audience. Uh, uh, GOP political consultant, Mr. Ryan Horn, and uh, uh, we'll talk about the latest in the clown show in in Washington, uh, also known as the uh, election of a new House Speaker. So supposedly they're going to take a vote tomorrow. And um, so we'll see what happens, and we'll have Mr. Ryan Horn to uh, dissect that for us on the the show tomorrow. So please tune in for that. Uh, Well, it's my delight, uh, a little late in our Monday schedule, usually have Mr. Matthew Hansen, editor of Flatwater Free Press, on in the first half. But Matthew, you got bumped by the mayor. Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm. Uh, my nose is pretty out of joint about it. Honestly, I heard you had a packed schedule. I mean, come on. I have a. Uh, you know, yes. I have nothing to do the rest of the night. Honestly, <laughs> so it's probably okay. Well, I appreciate your uh, flexibility, and uh, yeah, any time that uh, we can get the mayor on, we obviously make adjustments. But uh, but our friends at Flatwater Free Press are equally important in our eyes and ears, and so. Thanks so much, Matthew, for accommodating us. So what's going on in your shop these days? Anything exciting? My goodness, you've been cranking out some good stuff, even more than normal. Yeah, we, we had, uh, we had uh, some uh, fun stories last week, I thought. Story on uh, Alexander Payne's uh, next movie, which is yeah. six years in the, in the making, and he's, you know, a lot of things have happened with uh, Nebraska's most famous filmmaker since the last time he made a movie. So we had a story about that on Friday. And then, uh, uh, yeah, we had a story, a really cool story I thought about um, uh, the resurgence of uh, bison yes. in the Sandhill. Yes. And, and, you know, kind of uh, cattle, uh, these cattle ranchers who are becoming bison ranchers and also kind of showing off their, uh, their herd to, to tourists, which is another way to make money. And it's also just kind of cool for, for uh, city folk to go out and uh, – <laughs> And and see uh, you know these massive uh, creatures. Yeah, no, in their natural habitat. Yeah, that's very cool. Well, we appreciate it very much. And and for our listeners to remind you, you can sign up for Matthew's uh, weekly newsletter, uh, and you can take advantage of. There's no paywall, uh, folks. It's Nebraska's very first uh, nonprofit newsroom. So just go to flatwaterfreepress.org and. And you can consume all of their great stuff and sign up for their weekly newsletter so you don't miss anything. So, well, Matthew, uh, the story that caught my eye this week was uh, from your reporter, Stephanie Monge, uh, who is, in addition to being uh, a reporter for you, she's the editor of Silicon Prairie News. And so her story on Nebraska child care crisis caught my eye. And so if you do the pleasure of introducing Stephanie and that story, we'd be delighted to hear from her. Yeah, and she she is not my reporter. She is the editor of, of Silicon Prairie News, which is our uh, sibling mm-hmm. publication. You know, they're focused on uh, startup 
uh, news in, in Nebraska, and she can talk more about that. But uh, one of the great things for us is we get to republish her good work when, uh, you know, it makes sense for Flatwater. So we were super glad to, to publish this story about childcare because it's obviously something that resonates in the business community and also uh, for Nebraska. So it, it seemed really important. And, and Stephanie is great. She, we used to work together uh, many, many years ago at the World Herald. So she has uh, a, a, a really nice journalism background, and she's also been involved in, in startups. So she's kind of been both sides of the coin and can kind of put it all together in this uh, in this job. So it's, it's super cool uh, having her around the uh, Flatwater offices. Very cool. Stephanie, are you with us? I am, and yes, I would agree. It is very cool getting to hang out uh, around the Flatwater offices. I love it. Well, it, it's such a delight to, uh, we've had some email exchanges, Stephanie, but it's such a delight to uh, meet you via phone lines and over the airwaves here. And Matthew, thank you so much, as always, for introducing our guest and, and helping out with uh, uh, with the show here on Mondays. You know, we always appreciate it and appreciate all your good work. And, and we'll keep watching. We'll keep reading. Appreciate it, my friend. Thanks, Dan. You bet. Take care. Thanks, Matthew. Well, Stephanie, uh, yes, let me do a little uh, expansion on uh, Matthew's uh, uh, introduction. Yeah, as as Matthew mentioned, you spent the last 15 years working with startups around the world. Uh, you are a seasoned startup strategist, community builder, and journalist. Uh, and, yeah, you were the first ever entrepreneurship reporter at the Omaha World-Herald. Uh, yes, you, true story, about 15 years ago. That's amazing. And so where where was home originally? Are you originally from Nebraska, or did we grab you from somewhere? I am an, an Omaha native who keeps boomeranging back to Omaha. <laughs> That's <laughs> what we like. And living lots of different places, yeah. That's what we like. That's exactly what we like. Well, and I'm so thrilled that uh, you took over Silicon Prairie News and that Flatwater uh, incorporated into mm -hmm. their business model because – um, the, the connection I have with the startup world, I've spent uh, the past uh, going on eight years now, I think, uh, office out of Fuse Coworking in downtown Lincoln. Oh, so, awesome. Yep. So I get to, I get to pretend that I'm a young entrepreneur when I'm actually a, you know, middle-aged entrepreneur. And I was going to say, entrepreneurs come in all ages and all shapes. That's exactly right. But it keeps me young because, uh, and, and you're right. Uh, there's, it's not necessarily just young people who are entrepreneurs and starting uh, a new uh, enterprise of what it might, uh, you know, all the variety of businesses. Uh, but it's, yeah, I, I figured out a long time ago uh, before I started my PR firm that I really am an entrepreneur because when I mm -hmm. have down times, I get bored and that's how I started podcasts. And next thing you know, I find myself in front of a microphone. So, uh, right. so anyway, I, I, I love that creative entrepreneurial spirit. So thanks for doing what you're doing. Well, as I told Matthew, the story that caught my eye this week in Flatwater Free Press uh, was your story. Uh, Nebraska faces a child care crisis. Uh, mm -hmm. These companies are easing the pain for working parents in the subhead of your story amid, amid a persistent worker shortage. Several Nebraska companies are pursuing solutions to a problem sidelining thousands of potential workers, a lack of child care. So who better than someone who's immersed themselves in the startup community for many years 
to help solve this problem of the child care crisis than than Stephanie Monge. So talk a little bit about the story. (laughs) Yeah, no pressure. No pressure. I would say more highlighting the really smart folks who are working on solving this problem. There you go. Um, You're also in public relations, I can tell. Oh, my gosh. It's true. It's true. So... Um, this story really started because someone had mentioned to me that Huddle in Lincoln was opening a child care center on site at their headquarters. Yeah. And so initially, like, that was going to be the story. And I was happy to just learn about this and learn a little bit more about um, why they were interested in pursuing something like this. And then as I started to just kind of have conversations and do a little research for the story, it just kind of turned into something different. Uh, the story mentions that child care cliff uh, that folks were talking about kind of at the end of September when that pandemic era funding for child care centers uh, expired mm-hmm. because it wasn't going to be renewed. And so that really means that the infusion, I think in Nebraska, it was more than $300 million that was infused into child care centers here. It was helping with payroll. It was helping with making like additional spots available, all kinds of things that child care providers needed because they operate on very thin margins and they're not able to pay a lot typically. So it already before the pandemic was was an area that was kind of not sustainable in terms of like all of the different forces happening in the market. And so now it really just became an interesting question of like, what is going to happen? Um, and, and when I started to look at some of the numbers in terms of like, so who is driving, like what populations are driving this like economic recovery? Um, one thing that I found like earlier this year was that actually women between the ages of 25 and 54 were the the segment of the population that were really starting to reengage with work, mm-hmm. um, coming back maybe after they had been like raising young children. And so it turns out they're playing a really important role. And at the same time, being kind of put in this precarious position if their their childcare is is falling through and if, if they are a working parent. So that was really kind of the, the beginning of where about all of this started. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. It's a great story. I encourage our listeners to go to flatwaterfreepress.org and, and read through it. Well, Stephanie, if you can hang on uh, through this short break, let's come back and finish talking about this story. And then I just want to get a, a little sense of your thoughts on where the startup community is, uh, both here in Omaha, in Lincoln and in Omaha. So, folks, that sounds great. you bet, Stephanie. Uh, hang on. We'll be back after this break on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Monday edition. We're halfway through October already, and uh, I'm enjoying this weather. I hope you are, too. I hope you get out and take a nice walk with the puppy dog or the kiddos. Uh, go enjoy this great fall weather. Well, coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll have our monthly check-in with Mr. Tom Beckius, chair of your Lincoln City Council, and a return engagement from our political consultant, Mr. Ryan Horn, uh, on the latest from... Uh, 
the clown show in Washington. Uh, you know, they're trying. They're going to try to elect a new Speaker of the House tomorrow. We'll see how that goes. And so we'll we'll ask Ryan Horn to uh, to weigh in on that. But uh, uh, my thanks to Matthew Hansen, editor of Flatwater Free Press, for joining us uh, a few minutes ago. And uh, earlier in the in the uh, hour, we appreciate Mayor Lyrian stopping by and giving us a little update on her State of the City address that she gave last week. And we're delighted to be joined by Stephanie Monge, who is the the editor of Silicon Prairie News, uh, which is all about uh, the startup community in Nebraska and encouraging those entrepreneurs and helping them connect with funding and resources and all of the things that uh, the challenges uh, with the with the startup community and um, the challenges of figuring out how to start a new business. And one of those challenges that we're highlighting today in a story that Stephanie wrote for Flatwater Free Press this past week uh, is the crisis of childcare. And Stephanie, we were talking about, you know, after the pandemic, uh, there was obviously funds that helped uh, with some of those uh, childcare needs, but then that went away. And uh, you had mentioned mm-hmm. that uh, you had mentioned that Huddle uh, actually has started a a wonderful uh, amenity for their uh, workers. Huddle, of course, uh, I think most Lincolnites know the uh, sports-related video uh, 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 company that was started by uh, a couple of guys uh, right out of college at the University of Nebraska, and has parlayed that into a, a huge. Uh, operation that's headquartered in downtown Lincoln, and uh, Huddle uh, 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 partnered with Primrose School uh, to feature 7,000 square feet of indoor learning and purposeful play space. Uh, They even have an outdoor area, multiple age-specific classrooms uh, to serve infants through pre-K, and their employees at Huddle uh, receive uh, subsidized subsidized rates. Uh, I just think that's a a model that hopefully is uh, being looked at by other companies. Well, yeah, and you know one of the things that was a common thread in the companies that I spoke to is this idea as we've moved to a more hybrid and remote work environment where folks are not necessarily coming into the office to spend time the way they would, you know, have regularly, most likely before the pandemic, like how can they incentivize people to come into the space or how can they remove the barriers that might exist to to them coming in? So solving that childcare piece was definitely one of the things that, that these companies highlighted. And they found this information through engagement surveys, through really asking their team members like what they would need and what can make it easier for them. Um, So one of the other companies that was in this story, QLI, or one of the other organizations, they actually work with a startup based in Omaha called Swishboom. And so Swishboom is a mobile app where you can um, basically connect with vetted professional oh uh, babysitters or child care <laughs> providers. Wow. Yeah, that that are at, at the the tip of your fingers. And so like the the child care providers have to go through a vetting process to be able to come onto the platform. And then the families too who want to work with the different sitters, they also are vetted on both sides. Oh, wow, that's so incredible. That it's a safe, 
yeah, marketplace. Well, I'm pretty sure that they're actually expanding into Lincoln. Yeah. Um, uh, I believe, I, and actually, I won't say the timeline because I don't know. But like, they currently are operating in Omaha. They are planning to expand into Lincoln at some point in the coming months. And so the way that they work with companies, like with QLI, for instance, is like they'll be a corporate partner. Okay. So QLI works with Swishboom by contracting their service for any employee who needs it. And the way that they look at this is kind of a backup child care, care option. So like if your regular child care provider is like sick or not feeling well or something comes through or falls through, but like you want to cover a shift, because QLI is very much like shift work there, you know, in the healthcare industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so helping to like make it easier specifically for their, their team to be able to get backup childcare if they need. That's amazing. So there, there's like really, yeah, a variety of ways that folks are looking at approaching, you know, the solution to this problem. That's really good. Swish boom, S W I S H B O O M. I'll, I'll look that yes. up and yes. I'll connect. Uh, our listeners to that on uh, on X or uh, Facebook. That's great. Uh, yeah, Stephanie. definitely. Yeah, that's a great. Well, um, let's uh, talk a little bit in the couple minutes we have left here, Stephanie, of uh, just the state of the startup community. Uh, as I said, you know, I'm kind of plugged into the community here in Lincoln, and I know mm-hmm. there's cooperative efforts back and forth between our two cities. Uh, Absolutely. Give us a little overview of where the – and again, I, I assume that uh, with interest rates they are and maybe some investor challenges uh, maybe for some uh, some of the startups, but what what what's the state of the startup community – in two minutes or less uh, here in Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say thriving and really at a turning point um, because exactly what you said, the collaborative efforts between Omaha, between Lincoln, between other organizations, between potential funders. As someone who has been an observer and also a participant in various ways in the startup community in Nebraska for the last 15 years on and off, I've never really seen a moment where folks were expressing so much desire to collaborate. Hmm. And so I think that that is going to be just like a net positive and accelerator for the entire ecosystem. Um, so I, w- I would just really encourage folks to kind of watch this space. There are some really interesting things in terms of funding, um, like new funders in the space, uh, and just other opportunities that I think are, are really going to turn out in the long run to be really meaningful. Well, Stephanie, you have an open invitation. So every Thursday on the Dan Parsons Show, I feature uh, the Lincoln Business Roundtable. And Jason Ball from, oh, the, from the Chamber, Lincoln Chamber's on. Uh, Jeff Mall from Visit Lincoln. Uh, Todd Ogden from the Downtown Lincoln Association. So, in fact, I know this coming uh, Thursday, uh, uh, Jason Ball is featuring uh, some startup uh, community chat uh, on the show. So you have an open oh, invitation to, to join us anytime. Okay, and I know Startup Lincoln Week is coming up, um, our Startup Week Lincoln, in November, like November 13th. So we'll be down there. We've got some events planned. Um, I try to get to Lincoln every couple of weeks, so really stay engaged with what's happening down there on the ground. Well, Stephanie Monge, editor of Silicon Prairie News, thanks so much uh, for your good uh, work, and thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. You bet. Folks, that's the show. Thanks for listening. Now go do good things on 1499.3 KLIN.